Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Samuel chapter 7, and if I could give this one a title, it would be Samuel Leads the People. Samuel Leads the People. I don't know if you ever had somebody that you're like, man, if you would just step into what you could do, you could do it. <laughs> you know, you just got to step into it. Well, we're going to get into that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on the road to 1,000. We're going to get there any day now. And I'm so thankful for all of you for helping us get to that first 1,000. We also leave us a five-star review on the podcast. It really does help. Also, leave us a comment on your five-star review and let us know how you're engaging with God's Word and also encourage other people on how they can engage with God's Word. Because, man, the more we dig, the more we find. And as always, join with us at the Bible Breakdown Discussion on Facebook. It really does help us go together and work on knowing God more. Just going through God's Word, it really is an amazing journey to do together. If you have your Bibles, you want to open them up with me to 1 Samuel chapter 7. Remember, the overall theme of 1 Samuel is God's providence despite our silliness. And among the other things that's been going on in this chapter, you know, the Ark of the Covenant was captured. <laughs> God just starts wreaking havoc with the enemies of Israel. They end up making these tumors, gold tumors and gold rats. Read it. It's bizarre. And they send the Ark of Covenant back. It's awesome. Well, God's providence despite our silliness. God is moving behind the scenes despite the silliness that happens. All of this seemed to have been what it took to get Samuel to rise to the challenge. I'll never forget when I was in junior high, I played basketball. And our my seventh grade year, I played seventh and eighth grade. In my seventh grade year, we had this guy. His name was also Brandon. And he was our point guard. And everybody really looked to him to lead. But he just didn't want to do it. He was great at his position, but he just didn't really want to lead. And I can't tell you how many times the coach would say, if you would just lead these other boys, we could be a good team. But he wouldn't do it. He just wouldn't do it. And some something happened between our 7th and 8th grade year. During the summer, he, I don't know, he went and practiced a whole bunch. And he came back. And I think he finally, I think really what it was, he finally got the idea that if he didn't lead, nobody else was going to, right? And so he was just like, hey, guys, look, we're going to do good this year. We're going to make this happen. And we did. We had a really, really good year. Made it all the way to our little county championship and almost won that game. And that's another story for another day. But it was like he finally realized, I'm going to have to just do this. And he did. And we kind of see that with Samuel. It's like he's, okay, here we go. And he does. And then watch what happens. And I wonder what that will speak to us today about what God has already put inside of us so that we can serve him. But let's read this together. 1 Samuel chapter 7, starting with verse 1, says this. So the men of kiriath Jerem came to get the ark of the Lord, and they took it to the hillside of the home of a guy named Abinadab and ordained Eleazar, his son, to be in charge of it. The ark remained in kiriath Jerem for a long time, 20 years in all. During that time, Israel mourned because it seemed the Lord had abandoned them. Then Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you want to return to the Lord with all your hearts, get rid of your foreign gods and your images of Eshtaroth. 
Turn your hearts to the Lord and obey him alone, and then he will rescue you from the Philistines. So the Israelites got rid of their images of Baal, Esteroth, and they worshipped only the Lord. Then Samuel told them, Gather all of Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and, in great ceremony, drew water from the well and poured it out before the Lord. They also went without food all day, and they confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. It was at Mizpah that Samuel became Israel's judge. So he effectively now becomes the final judge of Israel. When the Philistine rulers heard that Israel had gathered at Mizpah, they mobilized their army and, and advanced. Israelites were badly frightened when they learned that the Philistines were approaching. Don't stop pleading with the Lord our God to save us from the Philistines, they begged Samuel. So Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a burnt offering. He pleaded with the Lord to help Israel, and the Lord answered him. Just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack Israel. But the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day. And the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. And the men of Israel chased them from Mizpah to the place of Beth Car, slaughtering them along the way. Israel, or excuse me, Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshunah. And he named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and didn't invade Israel again for some time. And throughout Samuel's lifetime, the Lord's powerful hand was raised against the Philistines. Israelite villages near Ekron and Gath had, that the Philistines had captured were restored to Israel, along with the rest of the territory that the Philistines had taken. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites in those days. Samuel continued as Israel's judge for the rest of his life. Each year he traveled around, setting up court, first at Bethel, then at Gilgal, and at Mizpah. And he judged all the people of Israel at each of these places. Then he would return to his home in Ramah, where he would hear cases there too. And Samuel built an altar to the Lord at Ramah. So what an amazing moment where someone needed to rise to the challenge. The people around him was hurting. Samuel rose to the challenge, and then the enemy tried to attack. But as the enemy tried to attack, Samuel continued to serve the Lord, and God did a miracle and brought victory that nobody else could have imagined. Do you know, I wonder how many of us, that's all God's asking us to do. God's asking us just to be among the people that are hurting around us, rise to the challenge, and say, you know what? If we'll turn to the Lord, if we'll trust the Lord, God will do something amazing. And then no matter what enemy comes against us, it will be defeated because God is with us more than we can imagine. God isn't asking us to do something impossible. He's just asking us to do what we can do. That's what Samuel did. He just says, you know what, guys? God's the only one that can fix this. I know this is bad and this is horrible. God's the only one that can fix this. So why don't we turn to the Lord? And then when bad things happen, we're going to face it together because the Lord is with us. Can I tell you that in our life, there's going to be things only God can fix. But I promise you this, if we'll return to the Lord, we'll allow him to be the Lord of our life, God will always lead us in the right direction. So I want to ask you this question. Where in your life do you need to return to the Lord? 
Where have you been trying to fight those battles all by yourself? Where have you been trying to say, God, I got this? Let me ask another one as well. Who in your life do you need to encourage that God is the only one who can fix this? Maybe for you, you need to return to the Lord. Maybe for somebody else, you need to encourage them that what they're going through, only God can fix this. Can I tell you? In both situations, God is ready and able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. Because just like this, maybe the enemy is going to come in and then God's going to respond with something that is going to throw the enemy into confusion if we'll return to him and realize that God is moving. God God has his providence. God is moving despite our silliness. So even in these weird times we sometimes face and find ourselves in, God is still faithful and God is still moving. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that you are for us more than we can imagine. You're with us more than we understand. I pray that today we will follow you in all of our ways. We'll return to you and we'll offer encouragement to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, God's word says in 1 Samuel chapter 12, be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of him. I think of all the wonderful things he has done for you. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Samuel chapter 8.